The Reaper, The Maelstrom, and The Thief is a Dungeons and Dragons show by Rollcast, intended for, oh my, mature audiences. It contains mature themes, strong language, violence, and drug references. Ah, but full content warnings can be found in the episode's description. Lovely. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the table. I'm Tom, I'm the DM for Rollcast, and just to let you know before this episode starts, this is the second part of a two-parter episode. As this decision was made um, during the editing process rather than as we did the session itself, there's no character Q&A as there is usually, and also there's no proper recap as such. Um, as such, I highly recommend that if you haven't seen episode 17, which was the first part of this called A New Day, I recommend going back to check that out. Or if you don't want to do that, you can catch up in the very quick five or so minute recap that will be going on in a second or so. Um, if you don't want to do either of that, though, there is a timestamp in the description. And if you click on that, it'll take you straight to the action for what we are imaginatively calling episode 17.5. So to begin the super quick recap, then, when we last joined our heroes, Gregor had woken up in the Realm Between Realms, summoned by Cyric once more. Um, once there, he explained to Cyric all the going on, goings on that had occurred, essentially, between the time that they last spoke. He informed him of their failure, really, to locate and destroy the plinth, as well as the loss of Rag, Ivok, and Bimmer. Obviously, not too pleased about this, Cyric asked Gregor what he thinks he should do next. Gregor... Gregor wanted more power. Cyric disagreed, stating that giving Gregor more power may actually lead to more issues further down the line. As such, Cyric demanded that Gregor give him two names, two nominations essentially as to who could join Gregor on the rest of his journey. After some deliberation, Gregor thought up of Deeks and Isidore. Deeks, who was quite knowledgeable about the fact of Cyric, he knew what he was about, he knew that he was a trickster and that quite often anything that Cyric wanted done was for nefarious reasons. He wasn't initially too receptive of Cyric's offers. However, after discussing it further with Gregor, he agreed to help under the proviso that he was not classed as helping Cyric, he was not under Cyric's employ, he was simply helping Gregor. Not only that, but he would only be helping Gregor for as long as his annual leave allowed, so around about eight to six days. After this, um, Cyric poofed Deeks back to the land of the physical, the physical realm, essentially. Esidor, however, was much more receptive. He pretty much agreed almost straight away with Cyric, uh, with the exception that Cyric would give him a power uh, shortly in the future to help him on this quest, as well as the fact that Esidor would be granted three questions that Cyric would have to answer truthfully upon completion of the quest. The next morning, the group awoke, and Ezidor and Amrius discussed the ominous deck of cards that Ezidor had found in his possession, as well as crafting items and how Ezidor could improve upon them. After this, Amrius informed the group, as well as the rest of the expedition group, that they would have to essentially march for a day whilst Amrius regained his strength, having still been fatigued from the previous day's escapades. Once recovered fully though, he would be able to portal them out back to their initial village or perhaps even to Salt Harbour itself. For now though, they would have to either stay in one position, which 
given the events that had happened in the temple was not wise, or they could continue marching, getting some distance between them. However, Amaris had not anticipated the trip taking as long as it had, and he had run out of rations. Gregor, admittedly trying to help, um, generated some food, although it was bland, it was lacklustre, it was nutritious, but it was not tasty. And as such, Amaris asked if Ezidor and Deeks could go into Menel with the rest of the group, probably best not going there after what happened um, with the Crystal Elves. Before this happened, though, Gregor got into an argument with both Deeks and Ezidor, um, namely around Deeks's gnomish heritage and Gregor's um, past experiences, we'll say, having been in King Titan's army. With the argument eventually quelled, Gregor spent the day mourning his friends on top of the hillside, whilst Ezidor and Deeks made their way into the town of Menel, but not before Raynor requested that Ezidor buy him copious amounts of alcohol. Once the duo reached Menel, they were greeted by the sight of a large group of people around the now-collapsed entrance of the Mithril Mines. To Deeks, obviously, this was quite shocking, as he knew that the town of Menel had business with the Crystal Elves, quite, quite regular business with the Crystal Elves as well, and when he was tailing the group initially, those mines were open. Ezidor, however, found this normal, as before he was imprisoned, the mines had already been closed and they had not yet been opened. The two found a husband and wife who were both mourning and discussed the issues with them. Ezidor, not, still not quite comprehending that this was out of the ordinary for them, argued with them for quite some time, insisting that the, that the entrances to the mines were almost continuously shut for as long as he could remember, and that they must simply be confused. Realising where this conversation was going, Deeks kind of sloped off to find a tavern, looking for some food, some warmth and some comfort after the last couple of days that he had been put through. As he went to find this tavern, Ezidor continued talking to the man and wife, um, detailing that how he had met King Titan, how King Titan was a lovely chap, with the husband stating that he must be mistaken, it was King Titan the Ninth now, the, the mad king, essentially. With Deeksy's words ringing in his ears as well as the conversation with this man, thoughts started to formulate in Ezidor's head, and he realised, at long last, he had actually been imprisoned for centuries. Absolutely stunned at this news, he staggered off in a daze, making his way towards the tavern. As this had been happening, Deeks had managed to find the tavern, and entering it, lit all the candles and the fire. However, his his attempt at finding comfort was short-lived, as he engaged in quite a odd conversation with quite an odd bartender. Eventually, though, the bartender agreed to give Deeks a nice cup of tea, as well as some soup. Uh, stating that it would be the best damn soup he'd ever had, although it was a little ominous. As Deeks was about to tuck in, the door slammed open and Ezidor staggered in, shocking both Deeks and the bartender. After some time though, Deeks managed to calm Ezidor down, and Ezidor got himself a drink, and they, the two conversed a little bit more about Ezidor's predicament, as well as what they should do themselves next, along with, again, odd conversations with the bartender. After, after some more time had passed and Ezidor had calmed his nerves, he remembered his, uh, his quest, essentially, for Raynor, and purchased, again, a large amount of alcohol from the bartender. The two then made their escape as the bartender, once again, launched into a diatribe of just nonsensical ramblings, this time about reading. As the two 
exited the tavern and indeed exited the small village of men all making their way back to the campsite, they remarked about how strange and silly the village was, and they both vowed to never return again. Now, with all of that out of the way, let's jump straight back into the session and start Rain and Thunder. Okay, so Gregor, mm-hmm. have you been up to anything whilst uh, Ezidor and Deeks have been sojourning around town? Are we just cutting to when they come back? Uh, nothing, nothing, to be honest. I've just been staring out, just thinking about life and about the companions I lost. And that, that's Are we only it. born just to die? Mm. <laughs> just is, this all, is this all that we lived for? Did I really die in Erebor this is just purgatory in the afterlife? It's just hell. Is this why they call me Gregor the Last? As you're starting to spiral deeper and deeper, as at one point you're just like, what is a man but a miserable pile of bones and secrets? Ezidor and Deke uh, start... We're walking up, walking up to Gregor. Yes. Well, you're walking by Gregor. You'd have to walk next to him if you don't want to, Deeks. But Gregor is still pretty much <laughs> in the like exact to send same... send my mage hand out again, <laughs> to be honest. As Gregor is in the exact same position as he was. He's not even moved an inch. Are you sending your mage hand? <laughs> yeah, before he's spotted us. <laughs> before he's spotted <laughs> Roll, roll to hit once Mage more, hand, then, please. Mage hand. I, I want Mage hand to grab a branch with a long leaf on it, just to whoosh, cross his face as we go by. Please roll to hit and then to see if the branch the hits. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Five. Gregor, a branch just kind of falls limply in front of you, just kind of like floats limply in front of you. Do I do I know what it was? Do I see the mage hand or anything like that? A mage hand is invisible, I'm afraid. Oh, is it? All oh, right. Just you look. Just, just look at the yeah. floor. And it's like, no. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Are you guys letting your presence be known to Gregor? Or are you just heading in? Just heading in. Hey. Yes. Just headed in actually. For now. Okay, at this point we'll skip forward and uh, about half an hour or so as the rest of the camp has finished packing up and whatnot. Um, wait one second. As the camp has just finished packing up and whatnot and everyone is getting ready to set off. Gregor, you are now back in the centre of the camp as well with everyone else as the fire is being stumped out. Raynor is... Have you given your have you given Rainer's alcohol to him by any chance? I'm, I'm just about to say I want to give it to him. Yeah, Rainer is currently looking around for Ezidor and Deeks for his alcohol. Redmond has finished and he's kind of like packed himself up. Epshire and Amrius are already all packed and they're just kind of sat just waiting for you guys to be ready. Come along, everyone, we must be off shortly. We are to be back soon. After all, we do not know if that creature that attacked the dragon is still out there. We do not wish to be in one space for too long. Yes, that creature. He was a a bit a formidable a formidable opponent. <laughs> yes, I dare say he was beyond all of our powers. For now. For now. 
Yes. Agreed. <laughs> Scrago's just kind of like crackling energy off of him. Who gave me this money for this for this for this alcohol anyway? My alcohol! Oh my god! <laughs> ah, you delivered it. Uh, what yes. did you get me? Uh, five bottles of this. Oh, ale! You know uh, what? Here's a bottle of ale as a oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much, my man. Yeah. Uh, I got two bottles of this. Mead. Mead. I'm not giving you one of these. No, 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 that's fine. Uh, and, then I got, and then I got these three, which is... Uh, <laughs> rather, <laughs> oh. rather, rather excitingly, Basilisk Venom. <laughs> oh, it's been a long time since I got fucked up on Basilisk Venom. Hey, foo! Do you want to drink some Basilisk Venom and fight? No. Ah, you fucking sport sport. Nonetheless, I'll take those off your hands. Thanks for that. Gregor, mate. He seems rather up for a fight. <laughs> Foo is fun to fight. Gregor might actually try to kill me. Yes. Yeah, yes, I just I, I just stare at <laughs> I stare at him just like Yes. I mean, it'd be fun. We'd have a lot of fun, big guy. But I get the feeling that if you kill me, that's going to start you down a very bad road. Or a worse road. I just just do like a little bit of a low growl like with my... Uh... <laughs> Plus if this guy, this fucker over here, pointing at food again, he's just kind of like, hmm? But you can't kill me. Well... I think I'm immortal. Anyway. <laughs> I'll take that best list venom off your hands. Yes, can you do that. Uh, I would be remiss not to tell you. Yeah. Uh, rather strange woman, but <coughs> she said something about it might kill you, but I suppose you know what you're doing. Ah, yeah, that's only, that's only if you're weak. Well. There's one thing about me saying what I ain't no weakling. No, I did not. If you say so. <laughs> I do. I do. Is it is it all about time we may we should maybe hit the road by now? Agreed. Yes, I was wondering when you would all be ready to leave. Um Yes. Let's just be on our way. Uh, I'm rather curious to see what this salt harbour has made of itself. In the 300 years I have disappeared. <laughs> 300 years. 300. Would one of you be so kind as to roll me a d20? As you are just all one of us. Yeah, just one of you. I go amongst yourselves. As you are all starting to walk along. Three. Three hours pass. Yeah. And nothing happens. You pass yeah. by one or two very small villages. Like, a village would not be right in calling it. It's literally like one or two houses every so often. You pass through a very small forest. 
And as you're heading upwards, you notice that the ground is once again starting to... Uh, for you, Gregor, you notice that once again. There's little specks of salt on the ground every so often. Not tons, but every so often you see that telltale glimmer of salt. Someone... Sorry, go on. No, go Someone who isn't Gregor, please roll me a d20. Nine. Let me work something out. You continue walking until it is night time. You're kind of like just trudging along and um, you're passing by numerous villages and whatnot. Uh, but now that it is night time, you see that there is a village directly in front of you. Um, it looks like there's a couple of houses. All of them have their lights still on. Need to turn that off. All of the louses, all of the houses have their lights on. But there doesn't seem to be any movement or anything. Can yeah. I just be on the back end of uh, me yabbering on the entire time while we've been walking? And just figuring. Uh, so, you see, it all makes sense. I mean, being the hero that I am, and being known throughout the land, this is why nobody knows me. It's because they're all dead. I've been there for 300 years. So, of course, you're not, not, not going to know of my fame or my ability. That's it. <laughs> I'm just going to roll my eyes just thinking he's lying again. Yeah, as, nice. you're, as, as you're saying that, like that. as you're trying to uh, convince everyone, yeah, you are now walking down a road and there are numerous houses on either side, wooden shacks with stones erected on either side with all the lights on. Deathly silent. And oh, all those wives, all those women I left, what they must be thinking. Well, they won't, they're dead. <laughs> Amazing. Um, is there anything <laughs> suspicious? Do I notice anything suspicious about this? Village? Just roll, roll me a straight up perception check, please, on that. Perception, 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 perception. Nine. It just. I mean, at this point in time, it's about half ten o'clock, uh, half ten, eleven o'clock ish. It's quite late ish. The only mm. odd thing about the lights are that they're still on at this point. Can this I, is um, the very outskirts, though. Bear in mind. Oh, they're not that close to them, then. No, you're not far away from the houses themselves. But this is like the outskirts of what looks to be a relatively built-up, like small village. Can I scurry I... over to the bottom of the, one of the windows and maybe just peek, see if I can see through one of the houses? Then. Uh, roll me a perception check then, please. Twelve. Doesn't appear to be anyone in there. The lights are on, but no one's home. Is it furnished? There... It's furnished. Is there any smoke coming out of any of the chimneys? None that you can see. These shacks themselves, like I said, they seem to be primarily stone-built, and the tops are all thatched, quite nicely thatched. 
There's no sounds coming apart from the occasional tweets of a bird. But for the night, you can't run. Can I attend to Amrius? Amrius, do you think we should stop here for the night? I am a little wary of this place. Um, if you wish to scout this place out first, then ask the bodyguards, as the some of the remaining bodyguards of this. Expedition that group. Cut deep, that did. Yeah, you just kind of. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you take. I mean, for, for a bodyguard, we had a half orc, a human, and a fucking dragon, and they all dead! <laughs> you take two points of emotional damage. <laughs> God almighty. <laughs> Um, Two points of a broken heart. Pretty, pretty <laughs> much, that's what it is. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll I'll search out the place. Just like. Mm. Sell me dicks. What do you know, my see? What I don't. Do I don't see any. I don't see anything. It appears to be empty. This place. Uh, uh, I draw out my like sunblade. Um, I draw out my sunblade, and it also. When I turn on, it illuminates, uh, the blade illuminates a bright light, uh, 15 foot radius. Yeah, so all around you in a 15 foot radius is nicely, nice and brightly lit. As you're doing this, Amrius is, yeah, discussing with the rest of the group. Uh, yeah, can I scout? I'll scout the town then, see if there's... So as you begin to walk forward then, Amrius turns to the rest of the group. As it all, Dukes, you may follow him if you wish. Uh... Uh, Ebchar, I would prefer you remain with myself. Uh, Redmond, you... No, I'm gonna go! I was going to say I prefer you stay. You're not very good at fight. No, I'm gonna go! I'm gonna go! I'll fucking go! Sorry, uh, Tom, can right. I... Um, can I... <laughs> I was gonna say, can I... Ex I can expand the radius of the brightness, and can I expand it to 30 feet? That's the maximum. So yeah, 30 feet is now lit up quite well, like directly in front of you. You can see that there is a dirt road in front of you uh, with numerous bits of overgrown grass and whatnot. Otherwise, it doesn't look full. It doesn't look really too bad, to be honest. It's just, it's all a bit deserted on well, the You should have told us that you changed the map thing on Roll20 as well. Oh, sorry, I thought, you'd, I thought you guys had seen. <laughs> yeah, look at Roll20 at around about 35% view. Oh, 42%. Oh, it gets bigger. Yeah, yeah, scroll out. It looks oh, better when it's at, like, 30 35%. Oh, sorry, I thought you meant there's more. You've just covered it. No, 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 no. It just It's a bit um, pixely if you have it at 100%. Right, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, um, I'm just going to wander around, see if there's anything more suspicious, like why the lights are on at this time. And... It's just starting to wander around, yeah. Amrys has essentially told the rest of the group, whomever wants to go with you can. However, him and Ebchar are going to basically retreat into the tree line. Um, I've forgotten his name. Uh, Raynor is going to stick with them as his foo. However, Redmond is going with Ezador. And Deeks, it is up to you if you follow. Yeah, I'll follow. Okay. So the three, four of you now. Are starting to what? 
There we go. I started to walk through this village. The initial outskirts don't look too bad as Gregor, you are leading the way. Just kind of walking. The only noises can be the occasional crunch of your footsteps. Roll me a perception check, please. Perception. Ah, that'll be a 20, not natural. So, once again, you can see that there is literally nothing around. There's no noise permeating the area. There's no movement. You would expect to hear some kind of... Even at this time of night, you would expect to hear some kind of movement in the area. And there's nothing. You're noticing as well as you start standing on the floor... Not even your footsteps are really making the noise at this point. Hmm. You head further into the village. The houses on either side kind of like almost enclosing on you as those streets start to get a little bit more windy. A little bit more intricate as you do so. Can, can... I check the... F are there any strange tracks on the floor? Uh, roll me again. Roll me a investigation check, please. <gasps> Are they dead bodies? Are they dead bodies? I don't know. They look. Oh, those little oh, lumps oh, over there. Natural twenty. Okay. What? Well, what were you checking again, sir? What were you looking for exactly? If there's any strange tracks on the floor that are not human, I should say. So, as you are, as you're looking, you're seeing. On the floor, you're seeing kind of like almost like little pinpricks almost on the floor. Like something's been jabbed into the floor at numerous areas. It's kind of like set half off, like three on one side, three on another side, as it's kind of like moving across. You also see that the ground below you is kind of glimmering almost slightly. Like glittering. Yeah, I should have, um, I should be rolling for a disadvantage for perception, shouldn't I? <laughs> you should, yes. Sorry, that's... Glimmering. Yes. Do you want me to re-roll that other one? I mean, I got, an, nah, I got a 20. Nah, it's fine. It's too late now. But yes, it's not glimmering as such, sorry. It's kind of like almost refracting the light off of it. Uh, what, like something's shed on it or something? Something's refracting the light. Right, okay, so we got tracks that are like three prongs yes the, on each the, side yes the things that aren't the things that are glimmering aren't the actual tracks themselves should I say sorry that's something in addition that you can start seeing underneath some of the mounds and the grass and stuff as you're heading further in you can see yeah it's slightly worse for wear there are mounds around the area there's still nothing moving there's no noise nothing the lanterns are there if you're heading a bit further inwards every so often on the floor and sometimes hanging from the actual house themselves you can see other lanterns which are bright blue they're casting a blue light can i go up to one of these houses and just bang on the end of my um um the end of my side kind of like just bang 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 yeah just see if anyone answers hello you hear, you hear is anyone there no response. Well, this doesn't sound good. How how far down this path? 
can can I see before I start losing vision? Um, or before a corner comes up, at least. Okay, so you can see about 20 or 30 feet before a corner comes. Um, unfortunately, you can't really see fully of that because it is starting to get a little bit misty. As you look up onto the sky, you can see that the the sky is kind of getting blocked by clouds. Does that corner need to be taken, or does it? can it go straight ahead as well? You can either head directly forward. It's kind of like an intersection, essentially. So there's houses yeah. on either side. There's the one that Gregor's just been pounding on. There's the heading back to the outskirts. If you f- carry on, you can either go straight inwards towards where you assume this, uh, this village centre is, or you can turn left or right and continue heading around the outs- the inner outside, essentially. Right, okay. I just wanted to see if I could see so far down, if it's just a row of these like huts all the way down. Yes. Um, I wanted to possibly send something forward uh, into this mist. Okay. Essentially having eyes for me. You can do that if you wish. I'll give it a try, see if it pulls off. So, I'll try and cast Clairvoyance. Okay. Right. It's got a range of a mile. Okay. Uh, I don't know how familiar you are with it. Not overtly. Okay, so I can create an invisible sensor within range. I can either choose a location that is familiar to me, or a location that isn't, such as, like, behind a door, around a corner, in a grove of trees, you know, any kind of section like that. Um, the sensor remains in place for the duration, it can't be attacked. Uh, I Basically, I can use it to switch between seeing and hearing. So it's essentially, I want to use this one as seeing. Okay. It'd be having like a second pair of eyes for myself. Um, I can use the chosen sense through the sensor as if I were in its space. Okay. So if this goes into if this goes straight down and I don't take that corner then I'd like to possibly position this maybe half a mile down the road against one of the shacks, one of the doors. You won't really get half a mile down the road before it the won't corner happens. That far. I mean, you can go that far, but there, like I said, there's houses and stuff in front of it uh, before half a mile. Before half a mile. So as far down as it can go then. To that intersection before, then. Yeah, to the intersection. Yeah, sorry, when I say... In- no, sorry, yeah, it goes into the... Se- sorry. It goes into the centre itself. Yeah, you can get into yeah. the centre itself that way. Yeah, that's fine then. So if I can peer that right down into the centre then. Yep. Um, and I'll use it for seeing instead of hearing. But it does... Um, take me 10 minutes to cast it. If you want to sit on the floor and cast it for 10 minutes, then that's your call. I'd like to hang back. Can I hang back and cast it? Do I need to be dead still? You can you can walk around and cast it, yeah, but if anything yeah, happens, that breaks... I'll say if anything happens, that breaks your concentration. That's that fine, That spell's yeah. gone. I'm all right with that. I'll just slowly walk at the back of everyone. Uh, yeah, okay. Until this can be sent down. As this is happening as well, can I just look around? Who is with me at this point? There is Ezador, Deeks, and Redmond. Right, as I'm look, uh, yeah, as I look at them, I want to cast aid to all to you three. 
Okay. Just with, without telling anyone, just to slowly just boost you up. So basically, your spell bolsters your allies with toughness and resolve. Choose up to three creatures within range, which is about 30 foot. Each target's, hit, uh, each target's hit points maxim- uh, maximum and currently hit points increase by five for the duration. But I'm using a third level, so it increases by ten. Are you using... Wait, sorry, so is that one spell slot per person or is it just everyone? It says up to three people. Okay, Choose up that's to fine. three people. Yeah, so everyone... So Ezador and Deke, your, spe, uh, your HP goes up to ten and uh, goes up by ten and same with Redmond. Some spells, you too. I'm going to keep that quiet just to boost you up. Are you guys continuing? How are you proceeding then? Like I say, there's houses, there's shacks on either side, they all look abandoned. There's a couple with these blue lanterns outside them. <laughs> there's an insert section that can either head continuously further down into the centre, or you can turn left or right. Well, hmm. I'd check, do I, is Dix able to do things, or is he... He's able to walk. Is, is able to walk? Well, I'm going to I'm gonna walk, stay yeah. with Dix because I assume I know he's doing something, like, casting-wise. I'm assuming, Dix, you're kind of, like, probably muttering to yourself or something, casting. Yeah, I've spent a lot of time focusing on something down here. Yeah. So, yeah, you can see yeah. that he's focusing on something that isn't the village. Since mm. you do that, Ezador, because I'm going to stay with Dix. You are Yeah. Oh, yeah, said. He said Ezador, yeah. Oh. <laughs> he said it's up to you, Ezador, but I'm staying here. I'm getting over the fact I'm 300 years old. <laughs> Fair. Give me a break. <laughs> Sorry, uh, who's with me again? It's uh, Ezador, Dix, and... Redmond, so the archaeologist. Redmond. Right. Redmond, I think we should probably head back to our party. Why? I'm completely fine. Are you wanting to explore? I mean, let's be honest, I, I didn't really do much in the temple. I, what it is, this shimmering stuff, can I pick up the thing and in my hand, the ground in my hand, it, and inspect the shimmering stuff? <laughs> if you pick it up, it's very taut for a split second, and then it kind of like twings. It's very sticky in your hands. It's almost sticking your fingers together. Like a glue? It's like a silvery thread. Silvery thread. What do we know that has silvery thread and prongy feet? Are you saying that to the group, Bar? I was going to say, you can all roll nature if you wish. Yeah, go on then. I will. As as I was talking to... um, What's his name now? Redmond. Redmond, that's the one. As I was talking to Redmond, I do hear this in the background. I presume I'm preoccupied. That's a nat one. You're preoccupied, I'm afraid, yes. You can if you want, but you would break your spell. No, I'm all right. A nat one, you say, Gregor? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll roll Redmond's. Uh, Didn't do much better. Nature, yeah? Yes. 13. 13? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Gregor, what has prongy legs and gives Fred? A fairy. A needle. 
A needle, of course it's a needle. You are right, but I don't think it is. With a 13, spiders. Spiders make no sense. Would uh, spiders be more around the ballpark of what we'd be looking at here? Mm, you got a good point. I like my I like my answer better. Okay, well. I like that answer better too. <laughs> Do you Thank think you. that spiders could have done all of this? Well, done like, what? Like the the village is abandoned. I don't think spiders can make a village abandoned. Oh God! You don't think they're all cocooned? Do you? Oh God! Or... I hope not. Maybe I will go back. <laughs> yeah. Waiting to be eaten like dry husks. <laughs> At this, Redmond kind of just like, and just turns and runs back into the mist. Like paralyzed. Back, back towards the entrance. Back towards the entrance. Yeah. Hmm. It's up to you two if you want to go. I can't say I'm a fan of <laughs> I think we need to head back to the group. Let's go. How, go, long, is, how go. long has it been? It has been at this point in time. It's been about seven minutes, eight minutes. Uh, I'm going to start. If everyone's going, I'd like to slowly back up. Yeah. <laughs> There's a bit of movement around you guys. Is it. Is, what? Uh, what are you two do? What, what's going on here? Wait. I think we need to go, dicks. Go, go, go. Yeah, I start running at this up. point. Pick me up. <laughs> you have to touch me. So let's. Somebody, somebody, carry me. Can I just? I'll just grab the back of his uh, thing and just like <laughs> yank him. Yeah, yeah. and so I'm still concentrating on this while it's someone's carrying me. <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't know if I ever mentioned this to you guys, but I, I have a bit of a thing with spiders. <laughs> <laughs> As the mist is now starting to converge more and more. The only, <laughs> the only, oh god, I don't like this picture, I've got loads of them, no, for the soundtrack, oh, uh, let me just move this because I'm not going to be able to fucking concentrate. Um, as the mist starts swirling around more and more, the only actual light that you can really see is from the blue lanterns. Everyone roll me perception check, please. Fun thing about being a DM is that when you try oh, and do scary things... Uh -huh. <laughs> Natural one. Okay. Fucking 19 on the first one as well. Uh, nat 20 for me. A natural 20, a natural one. And a 20, but not nat. Hmm. Okay. That's a 41 total for the group. I don't care what it is total. <laughs> I don't give a shit. How come you're getting disadvantage? Because I've got a point of exhaustion. Ah, oh, right, yeah. Uh, it's really annoying. Mm. Yeah, it is. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm, sorry, not. I'm, sorry. I'm not sorry. You rolled I'm it. I'm thinking about it. Um, okay, so... Isidore and Gregor, you both managed to just kind of like dash back. You're following these blue lanterns and they seem to lead you back to the outskirts of the village. However, Gregor, when you look back down in your hand, you're holding the hat still. 
<laughs> Deeks, the straps as Gregor was running across snapped, <laughs> and you have boomf, landed on your ass. As and this mistress, they have gone, they've not even realized that you've dropped off. And this uh, mist is swelling around. Around you, are, uh, around you are numerous blue lanterns. There's a couple of them around where the shacks are. But you can't see anything other than these blue lanterns and the occasional normal amber lantern. Is my thing done? Yeah, like I guess it's time in ten minutes. Let me roll something here because that was a natural one, and you rolled a twenty-one on that natural one. So I need to roll to see if that broke your conf. Actually, no. I'll let you roll this. Roll me a straight up con check, which I've got plus two to. Go for it. Twenty, not a natural. It didn't break your concentration. However, you've got one more minute left. <laughs> so you can oh, decide to either sit where you are at the moment and finish the spell, or you can break the spell and run. As you are now able to start hearing more and more noises. I'm going to break the spell and run. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to run back to where I think everyone is. Um, yeah, let's just start with that. Let's just start with running. As you are running back to where you think everyone is, and you're hearing more of this skittering, you round a corner. <gasps> and you see that you are now more in the centre of the village, if anything. The village has become started to become overgrown with um, leaves and grass, starting to crawl up the sides of the roofs on the houses. There are even more of these blue lanterns now, just lining up the entire centre of the village. Can I try and enter into one of the houses? Yes, roll me a strength check as you try and prise open one of the doors. Small dub. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Natural one. Oh. oh. <laughs> this door's gonna flatten you, mate. God damn it. <laughs> I want you to roll me a dex check with disadvantage, please. And then I might need you to roll something else. Five. I now need you to roll me a con save with disadvantage, please. <laughs> I don't know what to. as the sound of skittering becomes Eight. louder and louder. As the sound of skittering becomes louder and louder and you can hear it from all around you now. You kind of like start pounding on the door, rasping at the handle, trying your hardest to yank it open. If that's not gonna work. There's something else that's happening after those failed checks. However, I'll let you say if that's not gonna work first before I, before I shut you down on this. Yeah, if that's not going to work and I can't, if I, and I can't enter into this door, um, I presume these shacks are all built on different levels. Can I try and find a way to burrow my way underneath uh, the house? 
Unfortunately, with those rolls that you got, so as you're trying to yank open the door, and then you desperately start trying to scurry and claw at the ground, you fear a, a sharp, sudden, like, shock. Like a, a stinging pain in the back of you. Directly in your back. And you take three points of damage. However, the second that this shock happens, you'll feel your body start to become rigid. Yeah, so you've got seven hit points now. Your body becomes more and more rigid as your arms kind of like seize on you and you kind of fall to the side. Roll me one more contract, please. <laughs> Pardon? Uh, con save, sorry. Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to find something to do. Am I completely paralysed? You're paralysed at this point. Can I speak? This is what we're checking on the con check. On the con save. Before I roll this con check, can <laughs> I shout hell? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. If you can if you can succeed this con save, you can squeak out a help. <laughs> Did you just drop the dice? No, it was the lighter. <laughs> Disadvantage. I'm gonna roll up at D twenty here. <laughs> Ten or above? Normal. Nine or below, disadvantage. Normal. Eleven. You start squeaking out a help. Like, <laughs> you manage to get most of it out before the paralyzing effect takes hold of your lungs and your vocal cords. And the last thing that you really see is a very large spider, almost humanoid spider, kind of skitter its way in front of you. It picks you up with its front two appendages, I guess. Opens its mouth and kind of bleh, spins, starts spinning thread around you. So, Ezador and Gregor, you are now at the entrance, essentially, the outskirts of the village. Do I realise that uh, Dix is... I've still got the hat still in my hand. Do with, I realise that he's not attached to it anymore? With horror. <laughs> well, potentially horror, I don't know. What do you feel now that you realise that Dix isn't there? I lift up, I lift up the hat and just realise and I just look inside to see if he's actually shrunk inside the hat. It's not shrunk inside the hat. Dix is still back there. What? Uh, oh. <laughs> Additionally, Redmond Spiders. isn't on the outskirts either. <laughs> Who isn't? Redmond. Redmond. The yeah, the archaeologist also isn't on the outskirts. I, oh, uh, shit. <laughs> Doesn't look like we've got our Redmond with us either. Mm, no, we need. To, I think we need to go back for him. I, I need to protect this uh, group, whatever's left. Ah, well, yeah. Uh, spiders, though. Sp <laughs> what do you got to do about spiders? spiders? Well, let out my strong suit, I've got to admit. <laughs> Alright, um, I tell you what, um, Ezidar, you head back to the group, 
see if you okay. can get a couple okay. of people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just off he goes. And see if you can get um, Epchar or Amrius to come with us. Uh, yes. Well, I'll see if we need more help, but I will struggle through my phobias. After all, it is our comrades in danger after all, is it not? Yes, yes. I'll just pop the hat into the bag of holding. Just... Yep. Just disappear. And I'm just going to run straight back in. See if I can find um, Raymond. So, Isidore, what are you doing exactly? Well, can I stay outside the danger of the thingy and go back to uh, Amrius? Yeah, so that means that you would be going away from the village into the tree line. Yeah. It's not going to take that long, is it? We didn't go that far, did we? No, no, it's literally, it's literally like a couple of hundred yards away. Yeah, right. I'm just going to jog up then, and then let me know when we're doing that. Ah, uh, Ezador, uh, just yourself. Is is the village safe to go in? Have the others found a house to, or a tavern or an inn? Okay, we found houses. Yes. This I am by myself. This Unfortunately, we've, we've lost... The archaeologist and what? Dix. What? We have lost to how? Well, there appears to be a bit of a spider problem in that village. Hmm. Ah. Ah. Well, I myself am <laughs> extremely arachnophobic. <laughs> how am I? A common phobia, is it not? Um. Uh, Rain or fool, would you? No, well, one of you can go. Out of the two of them, would you rather have Rain or fool with you? Can't we have both? No, you see, we need at least one of them protecting us. Oh, uh... otherwise, what point is there of having bodyguards? Rain or what you like with spiders? I could kill them. I'm not <laughs> a fan of them. But I could kill him. So, Anything I don't like, like I could kill. <laughs> I mean, hmm, it's a living creature, I guess. Uh, if it's attacking us, we could protect ourselves, but yeah, it is what it is. You know, I feel more spunk out of Raynor. Raynor? <laughs> Let's go kill some spiders. Let's go kill some spiders. Let's go kill some spiders. I've got to drink my venom. Yeah, and he just starts swigging from the basilisk venom. I don't suppose I could do a swig on that. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Here. He just gives you the basilisk venom. Romy, come oh. save, please. <laughs> There's no time. Natural <laughs> <laughs> one. I was going to just die. You're frozen. Constitution. Oh, ten. So, like, is that good? I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you take, pretty much, pretty much. You take two steps forward and your legs freeze up. You kind of, and you feel like you're made of stone and you just kind of fall flat on your face. Uh, I think that basilisk backfired a little bit. <laughs> it's been a while since you drank, hasn't it? All right. Where are they? Years, apparently. <laughs> Where are they? That way. <laughs> <laughs> that way. Yeah, you, you kind of just start losing consciousness as this warm feeling just floods throughout your system. <laughs> as you do, the last thing that you see is Raynor starting to run into the mist. Gregor! 
Yep. What are you doing? It's, it's, I'm running back and I'm just there. Uh, I'm shouting, Redmond! Redmond! There is no answer. Me, is no answer. answer. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, sir, you drank the Basilisk Venom for fuck's sake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as you're, um, as, sorry, as you're heading into the village and you're hearing nothing. No, that's not, that's not completely true. You starting to hear more of the skittering again. Can I follow the skittering? Why it's leading? Roll me perception, please. Uh, not with disadvantage because it's hearing based. Oh, God. Uh, guys, please don't. <laughs> I'm already uncomfortable doing this. Four. <laughs> it's kind of starting to echo and reverberate as this mist is starting to close in on you like before. There are Red some. Band. Dicks! There are some blue lanterns, like I said before, around the area. Can I start following the blue lanterns as just a desperate attempt? As you start following the blue lanterns, you find yourself heading towards a corner as the clouds finally break and it starts raining. As you... Go on. You, I mean, you're 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 out cold, but go no. On. But I, what I was thinking was, in my sort of alleviated cold kind of state, yeah. could I switch to my TJ? That would be all right. Ooh. Roll me. Okay, so you're starting to change. Roll me con save with a, the ed, with advantage. Well, that's already a 19 without modifiers, but... Okay. So... 19... Plus 1. So, 20, not that. Okay. You start to change, and as you do, you feel more and more movement going back into your limbs. However, as that starts happening, one of the limbs accidentally knocks off that stone. Oh. Oh, dear. Okay. Uh, am I getting server being? No, you're still advanced. drunk, but you've not paralysed anymore. Alright. <laughs> Jesus. I regret every every second of this session. <laughs> I've got that like a drunk. That's fair. What, what do you do before we head back to Gregor, who is currently following the lights? Alright, well, so I'm not unconscious, so now I've, uh, so basically I've swelled out, tentacles have flopped down, uh, I'm, I'm sort of getting up, but I'm stumbling forward as well, though, I'm slavering, I'm just making loads of noise, really, but heading in that direction, so sort of like, just... So you're kind of stumbling towards the village? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you stumble towards the village and into the mist. Gregor. Sorry, gone. Blood. Gregor. Yes. As you're kind of rounding the corner, you see more of these shacks with the lights on. As you mm -hmm. are starting to approach them, you can see more of this webbing starting to form between the two. As the rain is starting to become more and more heavy. You can see the rain bouncing off of the web between the houses. Web that you would have probably missed had it not been for the rain. Redmond! 
dicks! So I shout. You pass. Try and shout back. But you try and shout me. back, but the poison is still coursing through it, through you. You're unable to move still, Deeks, unfortunately. As you're around. Sorry, gone. Yeah, sorry, I don't mean to keep you. I'm no, just no. going to make my way towards where I heard um, Gregor shout. Roll me a. Uh, what would it be for directions? Uh, roll me a. Investigation. Survival, won't it? I'm leaning towards survival. Roll me a survival, yeah, follow tracks, etc. What's that? Oh, God. Uh, three. A three? Oh, no. Four. Four, okay. You also stumble, continue stumbling into the mist. Um, you're kind of like just trailing around the outside, but as you do, uh, roll me an acrobatic save, please. <laughs> Acrobatics, yeah? Yes. Oh, Christ. 14. You kind of stumble for a second and your slimy tentacly foot kind of bangs into a large lump on the floor. Dicks! <laughs> you, <laughs> you hit it, do you try and turn it over? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As your slimy tentacle kind of like and pulls it back, you see that it's something covered in webbing. And as the face spins around, you can see the desiccated and hollow face of Redmond. <gasps> All life has been drained out of him. <laughs> you, you look dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, I'm just going to throw him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw Wow, where are you throwing him? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> there's a there's a solid squelching, cracking noise as his corpse hits the floor. Yes, dead, very dead, dead. Dicks! <laughs> Is there any chance that I could? And it's a long shot, but um, I've got a spell. Right, that's based on touch, or not something I have to cast. Cast. Do you reckon I could use the, the the power of obviously my mind to cast this spell in in the cocoon state that I am, but just have this spell activated and just like in this paralyzed state and just have it there? I'll let you roll a con check. <laughs> Get above a fourteen and you can do it. A fourteen's quite low to say you're fucking paralyzed. It was going to be a sixteen, but. I feel bad for you. Oh, I got a 15. Yep, you can then. <laughs> what spell is it that you're wanting to do? It's Shocking Grasp. So, uh, basically, it'd be a creature that I would try and touch. So what I would like to have is this Shocking Grasp just waiting here, and if a spider comes along to touch me, mm -hmm. then that spell sh would hopefully take effect, which I would then have to make uh, a melee spell attack against a target. 
Um, and it would just take 1d8 lightning damage. 2d8, actually. Okay. At this point... But that's obviously your... I can't go forth and touch. No. But if one comes to me to touch, at least it's something I've got in preparedness. Okay. At this point, Deeks, you're starting to regain consciousness a little bit. You still can't move. And you find yourself... You think that your view is slightly weird because you are now upside down. Everything is suspended the wrong way up. However, you can see, yeah, in front of you is a large, like I said before, a large humanoid spidery type of thing. It seems to have the body of a spider, the legs of a spider, but the kind of front of it, whilst it is covered in, like, the furry spindliness of a spider would be, it seems to have kind of like almost a humanoid form to it. It's skitter around in, skittering around in front. It seems to be muttering to itself in some form of language. And then it just kind of... It knows that you're there, obviously. It pays you attention. It's, it looks down at some smaller spiders. Kind of makes a... Noise to them. And then heads outside into the mist. So you are Can I tell what language that was? Roll me knowledge. History. No, knowledge. Knowledge. <laughs> I don't have knowledge, do I? I thought you did have knowledge. No, I don't have knowledge. Oh, wisdom. Sorry, fucking wisdom. wisdom. I always get knowledge and wisdom mixed up for some reason. Ten. Yeah, you, you know that it is a language that you don't know, essentially, which isn't very helpful towards you, I know. Sorry, I'm just trying to... Oh, wait, yeah, you're not waiting on me. What was that, sorry? You're not waiting on me for anything, are you? No, I'm just trying to find the actual... Um, ah, that's what it's called. I was trying to find the actual name of the thing just to see what language... Yeah, you definitely don't understand the language it's speaking. So it's kind of... To these oh, little it's spiders. Bummer, hasn't it, sir? <laughs> it exits... It exits out into the mist. And you are now left with... Dozens of smaller spiders on the floor, slowly kind of creeping towards you, dicks. I've still got no control over myself. Roll me another con save, please. I'm just trying to find someone now. Greynor, Gregor, steady one that's. You're kind of stumbling through the, through the mist. As you do, you turn the corner and you realise that you're at the place where Ezador was before they turned uh, before they turned back there are numerous blue lanterns around everywhere I'll keep following the blue lanterns just still shouting Raymond dicks seven for me that's what I'll be doing I'll be following blue lanterns cause... so as you are both following blue lanterns Unfortunately, Dix, you still are not able to actually elicit any noise. It's amazing that you've managed to even start to, you know, like, form the thoughts in your head for spells. Mm. However, the two of you, the other two of you, should I say, uh, Dix and... Not Dix, sorry. Um, 
Gregor. Gregor, <laughs> fuck it, yeah. <laughs> Gregor and Ezador, you kind of head down, both of you on opposite sides, head down two streets where it's now absolutely chucking it down with rain. Minus the occasional scritting sound of creatures nearby, all that you can hear is the rain. In fact, it's got such the point now where you can't even hear the scritting sounds of the spiders. All that you can hear instead is heavy rain. Yes. Redmond! Dex! I'm just shouting. There's still, unfortunately, no noise coming from them as the rain continues pouring down heavily. Gregor. Can I see Gregor on the Southern Street? As the two of you kind of like. I've got dark vision. I was going to say, as the two of you converge, essentially you see each other on the opposite side of each other. Like this big town, this medium village square with webbing on all sides of it now, just pretty much covering everything. But there are these blue lanterns which are forming a convergence around the square itself. And um, a couple of the lights are still on, but numerous ones are not on. Do I recognise? <laughs> you recognise the tip. You recognise it. Yeah, you you know that this is Ezador. Ezador, have you seen them? Ezador's not here right now. Who am I speaking to? I'm Jack. Who else? The annoying one. The red man. Dead. Okay. <laughs> the red man. Red man, dead. Dried up like a twig. Do I recognize that's Redmond? Yeah, you can recognize that as Redmond. Shit. Shit. Well, we still need to find dicks. Yes. You not had any luck? No, I found you, Redman dead. I follow blue lights. Hmm. Yes, that's what I've been doing. Can I just close my eyes just for a second and see yeah. if I can hear anything? Deeks. Mm -hmm. One more con check, please. As the spiders are scritting towards you, they're now starting to climb up the walls. They're getting ever so slightly closer. 20, not a natural. You can finally feel some... Is the first... Let's do it like this. The first spider makes contact and is about to sink its fangs into you. How does shocking grass work? Oh, yeah. Um, shocking grasp. So, lightning springs for your hand to deliver a shock. So a creature you try and touch, you need to make a melee spell attack against a target. I have advantage on the attack roll if the target is wearing armor, but it won't have. No. I don't presume it'll have wearing armor, will it? No, but however... Or any form of metal. As you are noticing, as you are hearing more and more rain come down, you're noticing your face feel a little bit wet. You're not able to fully tell, but you, you'd guess that there is a hole in the roof. As you look down, you can see the floor is becoming slicked in water, as is yourself. So, roll your attack with advantage. 
Oh yeah, because because water and electricity. Come on, two nat ones. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> what is it? Fifteen. Okay. Um it's just it's just a straight up melee, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So roll your damage, please. And then double it because of the rain. Twenty-four. As the first spider touches you and is about to sink its hand, uh, fangs into you, you kind of let out this electrical jolt. As it hits the first spider, the water from yourself, from the rain, from everywhere in the shaft, kind of like falls across the floor, and it wipes out twenty-four spiders. It's kind of Ooh. like a. <laughs> <laughs> There's still a couple left, but not many at all. There are a couple of stragglers which are now which are now kind of skittering away in fear. The jolt has made it so that you have it's kind of like kickstarted some of your nervous system. You can twitch your fingers, but more importantly, still you can shout. Still can't move. Nope. I can shout. Yeah, your I'll vocal. Ah! Oh! The very deepest voice Deeks has ever had. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's still quite high. <laughs> huh? uh, Gregor and Gregor and Ezador, please. Or Gregor and Jack, should I say? Please roll me perception with. You just roll a straight up perception, actually. Oh, I've heard him. <laughs> Nineteen. You heard that. <laughs> Seventeen. Let's get religiously uh, do heard... it. You heard that as well, and in the distance as well, you just say, God damn spiders, God! <laughs> as you hear, um, as you hear that, and you suddenly see Raynor just running into view, pulling back his bow, which is starting to cause electricity, and shooting it at just like swarms of spiders. What the fucking hell? Where is, where are they? We know where Dix is. Can we head towards uh, where we had the screen? Yes. Oh, can I? Yeah, I'll head towards the thing. I just pelt towards it. Yeah, I, I might just bolt as soon as I hear it. Can I power up another shocking grasp again? <laughs> yes, you can. I'll allow this. Thank you. As you start powering up another shocking grasp, it's kind of like a... You can hear, like, heavy... Footsteps, running footsteps, starting to approach you from the outside. As the as Ezador, Gregor, and um, Raynor all start approaching the shack. Shout again, then! Help! You all hear it. You see that a shack in the in a in the shack was it? Yes, there is a shack yep. with a door that has been kind of broken open. There is no lanterns outside of it. But directly behind it is two blue lanterns. Like on the other side of the road are two blue lanterns. Right, I'm just gonna barge my way into the thingy to see if I see anyone. Roll me a deck save as you start trying to barge into the shaft, please. Was it deck save? A deck save. 
A ten. <laughs> Where are you? There you are. As you, as you kind of, um, <laughs> as you try to barge into it, suddenly you feel there is a split second of movement. You suddenly feel a heavy pressure on your back as something lands on you, and you're kind of almost squeezed out and thrown across the floor, skittering across the floor. The rain kind of like skitting up, like splashing up as you smash into the floor. Raindrop still falling. You deal. You are dealt six points of damage Ooh. as a heavy happens in front of you the water rises up as well as some dust and dirt and as it settles you can see so you Ezador or Jack should I say and Raynor see the form of a large bulbous spider its abdomen and very large and swollen it's got legs very spindly legs on either side it almost like has some weird forearms, which are also spindly but clawed at the same time, holding a dagger. Yet at the front of it, it's almost humanoid. Like I said before, it's got ribs which lead upwards into these forearms, and a face which is a weird mix of an elvish face and a spider. As there are numerous eyes dotted across it, glowing yellow, spiked ears heading out, and pincers forming out of its mouth as you are looking into the face of a Choldriff. Choldriff? Mm. Right. I just... Am I on the floor at this point? You're on the floor. Alright. I'm gonna get myself up just slowly but I'm still looking into the eyes of it and as I'm looking I'm starting going... Start like growling just with my uh, Dragonborn uh, thingy as I'm... Literally a bit of electric starts coming out of my mouth and I'm going to cast um, my breath. breath you're not, you're going to roll initiative. Oh, yes. <laughs> Everyone roll initiative, please. Okay, so... Deeks, you got 11. Gregor, you got 9. Raynor got 3. Ezador got 2. And the Chaldrift got 1. So, Ezador, uh, Deeks, we're starting with you. Roll me a con save, please, to see if you have regained any more feeling. 21. You can now freely move your... You can now freely move yourself, but you are bound still. Okay. Um, if I can freely move myself, then can I take my dagger and try and slice this, this webbing around me? Yep. Yeah, roll me a sleight of hand, please. Um, attempt to say with disadvantage, because you can't really move, but... I've got disadvantage anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, three. You get the dagger out and you start making a little bit of progress, but you can barely move your hand at this moment. Not because of the paral parali paralytic effects, we'll go with that. <laughs> Paralysis, yeah. Not because of that, but because your hands are so bound together. Yeah. But you're, you're making a little bit of progress with it. You... Well, yeah, I'd like to um, focus all my attention on that moving forward until I can try and get myself free. Yeah. Okay, in which case, Gregor, we're up to you. All right, as I slowly just raise myself up, I'm just letting out this, like, just a little bit of, like, a... 
and my mouth is just getting wider and wider and wider as more electric starts coming out and I just go just breathe in and I go just straight into his uh, straight towards it with my uh, fire breath electrical birthday you mean electrical yes roll to hit them please uh, each creature in the area must make a DC 12 saving throw a DC 12 mm-hmm. well that hits roll your damage Lovely, so that is takes da 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 on a failure save. Oh there are oh there are levels, yeah never mind. Uh, I'm on your level six, so two D six. Uh, that's seven points of damage, I believe. So it takes 14 points of damage because of the rain. Ah. I'll serve you. Yeah, le- electrical lightning damage. Okay, yeah, so you kind of, you're starting to breathe like... And as you lean back and launch this electrical breath, you hear it skitter across. Across the entire body of this chaldrift, it starts shaking ever so slightly, like spasming out as your as this electrical breath is causing, yeah, spasms in its body. Is that your go? Uh, ye- sorry, I'm just still looking at it. The two different. Sorry, it was three D, uh, three D six. Roll another D six. That's another six points of lightning damage. Uh, was that a three or a six? Sorry, that was a six. Okay, that's another twelve then. Nice. Uh, yeah, nice. it's it, it causes much greater spasms then, and once the electrical breath wears off, there's a very slight steam starting to rise off of the shoulder. Nice, nice. Yeah, that'll be my god done then. I just raise up just with my shield and my sun sword just out. Okay, so Raynor pulls out a dagger. Um, and Gregor, you can see that it is the it's the runic dagger that he used before. He rolls to attack. But unfortunately, as he rolls to attack and like swipes across the Choldrif also raises his dagger and just kind of like a ting as the two daggers are kind of like battling against each other nice and like just sliding off of each other so we are now up to jack wow really that was quick yes um fear the mind it's a much quicker battle than it is on maps oh yeah i just went with my roll of two or three whatever it was (laughs) um Right, okay. I am going to go to melee distance from it. Yep. And I'm going to do... Let's think. How far will I travel to get to it? Not that far. Less than 20 feet. Okay, can I do... I'll just do two. I'm going to use blades. Yeah. I'm going to do it twice with my extra attack as well. Yep, go for it. Roll to hit twice. Well, roll to hit, and then we'll see if you hit, and then roll to hit again. 
first one is let's see. Fourteen. Uh, unfortunately, that first one doesn't hit. So you use your blades as your tentacles kind of like form into a hard blade, and you swing it down. But unfortunately, the choldriff at the second that you do that kind of twists its wrists, so that Raynor's dagger slips down, and it spins its torso, so that its dagger once again like tinks and starts wrestling against your blade tentacle. I just thought it's too late for that one, but I've got that look stone, which is plus one on ability check. Should I add one to that? I would class for this session at least. Yes. Right. Okay. Well, I should have added one more. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, next hit then. Yep. Go for it. Just to point out, your look stone. If you get a natural one, doesn't negate that though, unfortunately. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, which is a little bit better, but with the plus one, that's 16. That hits. Roll Yay. your damage. Just to let you guys know as well, in the edit version of this, we'll have a better soundtrack than just the rain. <laughs> I did realise that, I thought, it's just rainy yet. Well, sometimes some of the best fight soundtrack is just the ambience around you. Hmm. So that's nine. Nine points of damage? Yeah. So yeah, as one blade tentacle is wrestling against the dagger, the other one lifts up and then just slashes down straight into the ab uh, into the shoulder of the Choldriff. It meets resistance for a second and then you kind of whip it back and it tears a large chunk. You hear it... <laughs> Coming nice. from the Choldriff as it reaches back, reels back in pain. Nice. I'm gonna lick that off my blade. <laughs> it tastes uh, disgusting. <laughs> you get paralyzed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> um, I should have a bonus action as well, should I? Because that was an extra attack, but that isn't a bonus action, is it? Do you have a bonus action? Bonus actions like are specific actions. Yeah, well, it's a ready action. That's not a bonus action. Oh, is that not a bonus? So I can't ready an action. No, no. If you were to ready an action, that would be your actual action. Sorry, I'm learning Sorry? a lot of rules with 30k as well. So I'm no, no, no. It's, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, right. Can I just? You can do something fluff-wise. I was going to say you can do something fluff-wise <laughs> that doesn't actually affect it. Like role-playing-wise, oh, yeah. you can do something, yeah. but. I was going to lick my blade. Nice. Okay. It's not very happy. Obviously, it's not very happy. Seems it's just been fucking attacked from all sides. So. It is going to... It kind of rears back. And it's two fangs kind of split for a second. You hear... And it is going to attack. Jack, seeing as it's just hit him, spits out some webbing at you. Does a 15 hit? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So you, after hitting it with the blade, it <laughs> spits out webbing and it hits you straight in the chest. 
and quickly it wraps around. Even though you're a very slimy, tentacly mess at the moment, it, it's still enough to kind of wrap and tighten around you. You are now restrained. And we're restrained and drunk at the same time. Pretty much. Deeks. I've just seen this, so you can either roll me a sleight of hand check or a strength check. Uh, sleight of hand. Yeah, they've both got the same DC. It's just whether or not you want to... Tie me up, your kinky one. Natural <laughs> one. A natural one? Oh, for fuck's sake. I'm so it's sorry. Like today you've just been... <laughs> you drop your dagger. As you kind of... <laughs> drops and just blinks onto the floor. You're now just kind of I... swaying slightly. Can I just fucking... Die. <laughs> <laughs> fucking die. <laughs> if you want. <laughs> Can I just activate this fucking shocking grasp? Is it, uh, wait. Surely I mean, it would take out the, the webbing. Uh, the lightning pulsing around it. And it's sort of like... If, I, if I've got a slight bit of movement to get... Fire to move like that. that dagger... Then I'm... I'll, I'll have enough movement to touch this net in, won't I? I'm just reading that. As written, no, but I tell you what, make a... Next... I know it's classed as a creature, but this is sort gonna... of like a binding from a creature, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, is this... Next time around, then, I'll let you do it that way, because you've already had your action to try and undo this time. But yeah, next time, if you want to use your shock and grasp, you can use your shock and grasp on it. Uh, so we're up to Gregor then, as Deeks is kind of swinging slightly. You can you can see him at this point. The motion of cutting the trying to cut himself free with the dagger has kind of moved him into the doorway as he swings. So All you right. can kind of just see him from the corner. I'm more focused on this big spider. So I'm trying to help it's... you, Deeks. I'm saying where you are. I know anyone can cut me down if they, if they feel necessary. To, to be help. honest, do I, I know that help. Deeks is in that uh, thing, or do I just see just a hu like a small humanoid just you wiggling around? You just see around? something like moving back and forth, like swinging, but it wouldn't take, you know, a large leap of logic. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, how high? How high is it? It's a little bit higher than you, about eight nine feet. Of th it looks like he's suspended from the rafters. Bear in mind, though, that you are now um, in combat with the Chaldrift, so if you try to move, it would have an attack of opportunity. I kind of just look up there and just go, but then I'm just going to go for I'm just going to go for a swing at the at the spider. Rotate Sunblade. So I'm just uh, it's facing its back at the moment towards me, isn't it? No. Is it not? Alright, I'm just going to go straight into bottom, <laughs> just the bottom of its ribs. I was going to say, at the moment, the three of you are facing it. You, uh, you, Raynor and Isidore, are all kind of like in front of it. It's just blocking... Around it, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty much blocking the side of the doorway from where Deeks is. Right, right, sorry, I thought I swung in, like, just thinking, yeah, no. No, oh, no I don't know where you got that from. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just gonna go. Just gonna go for a 
stab just underneath its ribs. Yeah, roll to roll to hit them, please. That is a nineteen. That definitely hits. All right, so yeah, roll your damage. One d ten. Uh, that is 10 points of slashing damage, and I'm just going to do... Uh, yep. And that is... Uh, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. That's 14 points of radiant damage. Jesus. Yeah, so you kind of, like, duck underneath it, and you stab into its ribs, and you kind of twist the sunblade as you do, and as you yank it out... There is a large kind of like splattering of black blood, which kind of pools onto the floor and spreads across. And as it, as you do, you just hear it from the children. I'm just gonna roll back at him. Just go. It does not respond to that. It's in a lot, lot of pain at the moment. All right, and uh, yeah, that's gonna be my go done. Seeing now, actually, let me well, perception check for him. Seeing that the Choldriff is in a lot of pain and currently preoccupied with um, Gregor and Jack, I guess at this point. Um, uh, what's the name? Raynor kind of like sees the swinging, swinging cocoon essentially. Uh, I better not regret this. Kind of chucks his dagger in the air, catches it, and just launches it towards. Yeah, the cocoon. <laughs> really? <laughs> Natural one. It stabs into you. So he needed an AC of 11 or above. He got 13. So the dagger kind of like zoops and cuts the little thread. Deeks, you drop down and you are completely freed as you hit the floor. <laughs> the webbing almost kind of shatters. Well, I no longer have my dagger. Fucking sucks. However, you're welcome, you little gnome. Thank you. Yeah, it's fine. Ezidor, we're up to you. You are currently bound still. Uh, what you can do is it's Jack. Actually, it's you Jack. can make. Sorry, Jack. You are currently restrained. You can make a DC strength check if you wish. A DC of eleven. Don't know. Can I can still when I'm restrained I can still do spells, but does that mean I can use a scroll? You can't use a scroll because you're restrained. Right. I'm afraid. And if I do that, then I'm not going to be able to attack because I'm trying to break out. You'd but be able to next turn, but yeah. But being restrained, I can make attacks, but they do disadvantage. I believe so. Let me just double check. I'm relatively sure a restrain you Well the fuck are you? Your speed becomes zero, attack rolls against you have advantage, and your attack rolls have disadvantage. And you have disadvantage on deck saves. I haven't got I'm going against you. Yeah. Uh, okay. You know what? I'm gonna go with 
the look I'm going to do two attacks on him at disadvantage. With your blades, go for it. Yeah. So yeah, as the webbing has kind of pulled itself tight around you, as the webbing has pulled itself tight around you, two more tentacles kind of like just slurp up and fix into blades, and they're getting ready to attack. Fourteen. With disadvantage. Five. And two. It's a twenty, not that. Okay, that first one hits, so roll your damage. The first one kind of like just up, raises back and slashes straight across the shoulder. Okay. Christ. I need a bigger table. You do. You definitely do. Right, so that's six, eight. So first one's nine. Yep, so minus nine. Okay, so... The first tentacle comes out and just slashes down across the abdomen uh, of the childrift. It gashes quite deep and you've got more blood coming out of it. 18. 30, the second, got, yeah, 30 plus 5, yeah. That's with disadvantage, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, the second one slashes down almost like in an X motion and cuts again deep into it. Uh, roll your damage. Five, six, seven. Seven points, yeah. So it cuts in deep again and it kind of like just another of blood kind of splatters on the floor and starts pooling out the chaldriff again. It's starting to breathe much more raggedly now. It's going to raise its dagger. And launch it towards Ezador. It's gonna throw the dagger at Ezador. Jack. Sorry. It's gonna launch it at Jack. <laughs> uh, what is your AC? Let me just check what that is. That is. Plus five. So that is a 17 or. Does a 17 hit you? Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, the, the upset. Okay, so that is... Six points of piercing damage as this dagger kind of like slurps, it kind of like slurps into the tentacle mass and you feel it starting to pierce through you. But then it also deals... As it pierces your skin underneath the entire tentacle mass, you feel another piercing radiant, well, not radiant, that's the wrong word, heat damage starting to radiate around you as you take eight points of poison damage. Oof. However, it, it, it kind of chitters its jaw together, just kind of like. Seeing that that's let me know you're alive. However, we are now up to Deeks. Deeks, you are... You've, you've managed to pick yourself up. Yeah. So, yeah, you can do an action, you can move, whatever. Yeah, because well, I've already got... It. I'm going to see if you can let me do it this way, but I'm going to pull it off the way. 
I should anyway. So um, I'm gonna run over. Yeah. To it. Um. Not even noticed you at this point. And I'm gonna hold hold my shocking grasp straight into uh, up here. Oh, right, underneath. Up on the body. Oh, onto the body. Yeah, so. but onto the body, but obviously going through underneath the legs and. Shh. That's fair. Um, what does it need to roll? Is it a save on this end, or is it a roll on your half? Now, when you let me um, activate it, yes. did I already roll my um, melee spell attack for that? Last time I did, this time I haven't. This time I haven't, right, so I still need to make the melee spell attack. Yes. Um, yeah, that's fine. So, 23. That definitely hits. Okay. So that is 10, 10 points of lightning damage. I mean, given the weather, it's 20 points. Is it? How would you like to do this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Fuck you, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> So uh, imagine from uh, from my cocoon of fucking shame <laughs> and a paralytic state. Uh, never seen little Dick so mad before. Doesn't even have He's his not hat. got his hat. There's no tip of the hat. He's, he goes to feel his hat. He looks up. Motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> running with his little tiny legs. <laughs> it's coming. His hands are coming up. It's coming up. It's coming up. <laughs> Lightning just caught him through with a smile on his face. <laughs> I'm gonna hold him there until all of the life is drained out like that fucker drains the life out of everyone else around here. I'm gonna wait and let it die in my arms. <laughs> so, so the children is again. The, the sheer force of the electricity as well as the water hitting it is causing the, its muscles to spasm, it's causing all of it to start moving of its own accord, its arms are flailing, its legs are skittering around trying to move, but you, you've got it held, its body is, entire body is gyrating, yeah. as the voice gets higher and higher as its lungs are kind of like giving out on it, and then suddenly you hear a as its entire top torso explodes the force of the electricity yes. and its blood and innards just kind of rain down on you along with the rest of the rain. Dick, you're kind of like just, panting a little yeah, bit. Yeah, panting. Just as this over blood it. is just dropping on you and you are now covered in viscera. I'm just sort of look at everyone else. <laughs> yeah, I just let out a little bit of a not, grin. Not looking at Jack, though. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm just looking at it like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as, so Jack is now kind of looking at Dick's and... Yeah, bit of an odd sight as this small little gnome is just covered in the blood of a giant spider as the rain continues pouring around you all. As I put my uh, shield back and my sword sun back, I just reach in the bag of hold and just pull out the hat and just throw it just straight to Dick's. Not bad for a gnome. Thank you. I was going to bring my tentacle over to his head. <laughs> you seem to might have some worth, little one. <laughs> Stroke the tentacle. <laughs> I have my worth. 
Hey everyone, Tom here. I just wanted to say a big thank you to everyone who has watched and listened to this special two-part episode. Initially, this was a lot longer than we had previously planned, but luckily, I think the two parts, the two separate episodes were different enough to uh, justify the splits. That said, from next episode, we're back to one session, one episode. The Reaper, the Maelstrom and the Thief is a homebrew Dungeons and Dragons campaign by Rollcast. This episode has featured JB as Deeks, Coogan as Gregor the Last, Gareth Ryan as Ezador, and Tom Crabb as the DM. Intro, midpoint and outro music were, as usual, provided by JB. Editing and sound mixing was done by Tom Crabb. It's because of the generosity of some incredibly talented artists that we are able to have some amazing ambiences and soundtracks, such as the creepy skittering you may have heard in the background of this episode. A lot of these artists allow small-time channels and creators like ourselves to use their music royalty-free, so if you liked what you've heard, or you want to use them in your own sessions, then please check out the links in this episode's description. But a special thanks goes to... Alexander Nakarada CO.AG Music Darren Curtis Music Michael Gelfi Studios Ross Bugden Royalty Free Zone Sword Coast Soundscapes The Ambience Channel and The Seventh Midnight. Rollcast is on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You can find us on them using the handle at castthatroll. So, if you've watched this on YouTube and you like what we do, like the video and drop us a sub. It really helps with the algorithm, apparently. We've also got all of our previous episodes up in our Season 1 playlist, so why not go through it? Have a catch-up. Our Twitter and Facebook has information about upcoming episodes, clips from the latest episode, and very soon some lore and behind-the-scenes facts. Again, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, all on the handle, at CastThatRoll. Don't want to watch, but still want to listen? We got your back. Look for Rollcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, Good Pods, and all other podcast platforms. Or, alternatively, add our RSS feed so you never miss an episode. Thank you again to everyone who has watched or listened to this episode. This one featured one of mine and Gaz's personal phobias, of a sort. Whilst a chilldriff isn't quite a spider, it's similar enough for it to have both made us feel very uncomfortable playing through this. We're back for episode 18 on the 16th of August, where the party will deal with the aftermath of what has happened to the village. But until then though, keep playing and we'll see you next time at the table. You know, if you lose another party member, Gregor, I'm going to start doubting your abilities. <laughs> yeah, I've not really shown much love to the new party, have I, tonight? <laughs> not to Dix. It's going to be tricky getting around that one. Because Dix doesn't even like I, know, I can't fucking lose another one straight away like that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> can't do anything about it, though. Couldn't do anything about it when I wasn't paralyzed. Looks like we're going on a rescue mission. The thing is that it's not that I don't have hate for dicks, it's just I feel guilty for those types of gnomes. It's like I don't want to be around them. That's what I'm thinking. You'll have to have a heart-to-heart with him. Yeah. (laughs) Probably. You guys alright? Yeah. We were just discussing why why I don't like dicks that much. (laughs)
Is it because you're a massive racist? <laughs> I, I thought of it completely different, but it did come out as, as I was a complete racist. I was going to say, that's what it's coming across as. Gregor's a massive racist.